0: Warning: This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised.
1: Shaefer. And I'm Leah Bross.
0: And this is Movie Virgins. This is a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week one of
1: us is re-watching the film and the other is <gasps> seeing it for
0: the very first time.
1: I feel like I need to say something about my sweaty balls. Please do. They're really good.
0: Oh my god they're they're glistening.
1: Jesus Christ. Anyway, this week, we watched 1987's Less Than Zero, based on the book by Brady Ellis, also called Less Than Zero. Oh! <laughs> Fancy that! Such an original title. Um, Actually, I, I like the title a lot. So, the reason I selected this one, um, and I've been telling you about this for a long time, I know you're a big Robert Downey Jr. fan, mm-hmm. so I figured this is something you need to see, because...
0: And I do, I've always known about this movie. I was thinking the other day about why I've never seen it, and it occurred to me it's because it was never on television. Yeah. Because every other movie with these people, I I know this isn't necessary. This isn't really. These people. This isn't a Brat Pack movie, but it is. It is
1: Brat Pack adjacent.
0: Exactly. It's Brat Pack. Any movie with the grouping of young, pretty, white people in the 80s. its it <laughs> sort of like a Brad Pack movie? Right. It's got to be Brad Pack-like. I mean, the, pretty, the reason why I feel like
1: I maybe we you talk about Andrew McCarthy. Oh, yeah, sure. a little bit different. Yeah. But, yes. but, but,
0: yeah, like... Uh, Pretty in Pink, St. Almost Fire, um, Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, yep. all of those, which granted, yes, are very different from this mm-hmm. movie, but the same era, the same people, yep. they were on TV all the time. And it didn't really occur to me until I was thinking about why I knew about Less Than Zero but hadn't seen it. It's because it wasn't on KPLR every other week yeah. like the other movies. Because the- I think from our generation, you almost had to have seen something like that on TV because... Think about how old you were the first time that you saw those movies. I would have
1: seen it on cable. Right. You wouldn't have rented it. You just saw it. I think Ferris Bueller's Day Off is the only, like, John Hughes movie. Like, my dad was like, you have to see this. Yeah. And so he showed it to me. But, yeah, this one I know I saw on cable TV at some point. I would have had. Or maybe it was on demand somewhere.
0: I mean, I didn't have cable until we were probably 12. And when
1: I initially put this on our list, it wasn't available to stream anywhere. Yeah. Because I bought you the DVD last year. And now it is streaming on HBO Max. Thank you, HBO Max. Um, so it's something that I probably saw in my later 20s. I couldn't even tell you the first time I saw it.
0: Oh, so you didn't see it when you were. Oh, no, okay. not when I was a okay.
1: kid. But I, I think the reason that it really sticks out to me are one, I hate Brett Easton Ellis. Uh, and two.
0: Can I ask why?
1: He's just that whole like disaffected youth thing, just like I want to burn it down. Like, it is such trash
0: narcissistic it's, self-indulgence yeah it's
1: like catcher in the rye times a million and i hate catcher in the rye and i've never read any Easton snellis maybe his prose is wonderful who fucking knows he wrote this book when he was 21 mm. and a lot of really like american psycho is his story
0: yeah and and i think the movie american psycho um, is really really great i wouldn't say that i would I think say i think that it has a lot of incredible yes I, I think absolutely there are some great things about it and the number one great thing about it is christian, christian bale, bale. But as a movie, I walked away from it thinking, like, that was very self-indulgent, you know.
1: Um, And I, the other one, uh, The Rules of Attraction, tried to watch it. Can't, really don't like Shannon Sossman, and it's got fucking, what the fuck, Dawson. James it, who I love but not in that. It was it was dumb. I didn't like it. I don't even know what that is, but yeah. it was uh it was like in the early 2000s when Shannon Sossman and when she James had her Vanderby few jobs would have been and, yeah. would have been really a big a big deal. And there's another one that I'm not thinking of right now that I think was a movie based on a book that he wrote. So at any rate, the whole again, the whole disaffected youth thing, I don't give a crap. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought a lot more about that this time around because I think the first time I saw this, the thing that really just blew me away and it's Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Like, his performance in this, I feel like, is incredible. And he's like a baby in this movie. He's.
0: Can you honestly think of a single thing that you have seen him in that, I that you like haven't him loved him?
1: I definitely, like, I don't care about him as Tony Stark. Like, I, he, he's kind of Well, perfect. you don't care
0: about the character. Right, I don't
1: care about the character. But he is
0: undeniably great as him. Right.
1: And something, like, the other thing, the music, for whatever reason, the score... I really like in this like yeah, and it's yeah, something yeah. that really ho- sticks out to me and what I really think stuck to me after seeing it last night just the sh- the way that it was filmed the colors the show like I felt like the filmmaking and I guess I can't say filmmaking without talking about the writing and everything else um the way that it looks, the way that it feels, the way that it sounds, which I know I said all that same stuff about The Virgin Suicides. I actually like this way better than The Virgin Suicides. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been wanting to watch it for a few weeks now. Since it showed up on HBO Max, I was like, I want to watch it, but I was waiting to watch Mm -hmm. it for this, because I knew we were going to do it. Um, But it's... The other thing about it that I can't... There's something about Andrew McCarthy and Jamie Gertz. I can't put my finger on it. Andrew McCarthy, he is not... That the, he was chosen to be the leading man in this movie, mm-hmm. I am kind of, bef- i like, don't understand. Yeah. Because I don't think he's leading man material. And honestly, I just think he's just an okay actor. He's average-looking dude. I hated him in Pretty and Pink. Mm-hmm. I hated that character. I hated the way that movie ended. I don't think that she should have ended up with him. I don't think she should have ended up with anybody. She, they, well, they she have, had to
0: end up with somebody because it was the 80s.
1: I know, but she should have ended up <laughs> back at the shop with Annie Potts dancing well, yeah. the night away, right? <laughs> we'll
0: remake it for, for everyone. We'll <laughs> right? fix it.
1: Um, we can still cast Annie Potts, too. Right. The So, so yeah. So, I don't understand him. Jamie Gertz, there's something about her I can't put my finger on that I love, but I can't place it. I, I probably saw this in the Lost... I, I definitely think I saw her in the Lost Boys before I saw her in this, because mm-hmm. I think I saw the Lost Boys at a younger age. And But I feel like she's playing... Sort of a similar character. This character is a lot more fleshed out than the the character she plays in The Lost Boys. She was almost the token girl in The Lost Boys. She's very pretty in that kind of girl-next-door way. Do you... I was going to ask this. Do you buy her as a model? Yeah, I do. Mm, Yes, I do. She...
0: And I'm not saying that she's... I think she is beautiful. But I I don't really buy her as someone who was getting work in L.A. in the 80s. That's
1: fair. Everything she wears in this movie. Her hair...
0: Oh, her hair. Fucking A. Yeah. I
1: yeah. loved all of it. Um, and fucking James Spader, bringing it home. Yeah. That guy is such a good villain. And he's been like, so I didn't realize that Robert Downey Jr. was in Tough Turf. And I actually started watching Tough Turf early on and I didn't finish it early on in the pandemic. I found it on Amazon Prime. I was like, what's this? James Spader. and I started to watch I was like, I can't watch this anymore. But
0: he. <laughs> but is- they teamed up for Age of Ultron years later. And yes. that, honestly, I-, I love James Spader. <laughs> I've loved him in many things. When, but to your point of him being a villain and i realize it's a comic book kind of mm-hmm. villain but he's fucking phenomenal yeah in that too like I he's have, just i don't think i've seen that one he somehow manages to make that villain very accessible and even though he's not human <laughs> very uh human like like there there are things that he does that and plus his fucking voice wait
1: so is that is that like the the iron man universe stuff the age of ultron
0: uh it's the avengers Okay. It's the second uh, Avengers. It's the Avengers. Okay.
1: Because I was thinking about Kevin Bacon, but Kevin Bacon was in the – he was the bad guy in the one with James McAvoy and Fassbender, which is not – X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. yeah. And I, I liked him as the bad guy in that. I actually really like Kevin Bacon as the bad guy, too. I I,
0: I don't but think I, Ke- Kevin Bacon can really – he's been in some shitty movies, sure, because he's been in a ton, yeah. but
1: I don't feel like he can do any wrong. Yeah. I I, I really prefer him as a bad guy. Um – But yeah, James Spader, young James Spader, kind of being just this douchey drug dealer. And that stupid fucking coat that was 12 sizes too big. Right? Fucking 80s. I also think that's another thing that it's this perfect little time capsule of 1987. And it's a perfect little time capsule of this like hedonistic party lifestyle. It's those, yeah, yeah, those
0: people. And it's very hard for me at least. And I grew up not necessarily affluent, but upper middle class. Mm. And yet I look at people like that who have every single thing handed to them. These obnoxious kids who actually have the ability to not only not go to college, but like become a working model right out of college and own my own business right out of college or out, out, out of high school, I, I know, I out like, of high school. Who, I mean,
1: who becomes a record producer the right day they graduate from high school? It's what like the unbelievable. Fuck is this? And, and of that, course he failed.
0: The, the scene <laughs> that he that Andrew's Andrew uh, Clay is remembering when they were breaking up and they're in this like beautiful like on the beach like yeah and there's the, they're out on the balcony and I'm like what the fuck is this shit these kids are 18 years old the
1: fuck is this our, our experiences could not have been more different exactly
0: so it is a little hard <laughs> him that stupid fucking car which is beautiful i love that car the fact that he never pulls it over he, he stopped even, it in the middle of the, the fucking rain. street he stops it in the middle of the fucking street so they can make out he stops it in the middle of the fucking street just to find out his friend is dead. He's, he goes with valet everywhere. He, like, I don't think that that kid even knows how to park. No. And then, yes, the rain. Are you shitting me? <laughs> you have a car like that and you just let the rain seep in? You don't even put the top up? I, he did not deserve that car.
1: I almost wonder if they did that as like a, he's so worried he doesn't have time to put the top up. Bullshit. <laughs> and it, that, I think, is hitting on another thing. But it, to,
0: to your point about the encapsulation, yes. it's, it's it's not just of that time; it is those that people. culture it's, and those yeah. people.
1: Yeah, I was last night when I was watching. I was like, man, I really shouldn't like any of these fuckers. I shouldn't, and I do. And I was reading about you know who ended up directing it, and that they chose him because he had made a movie with like despicable people that you could still sympathize with. Yeah. Because I still fucking don't know what the fuck Clay wants. I think he just wants to be with his girlfriend. I think that's most of it is just him wanting to be with his girlfriend. And he loves his friend Julian, but Julian's lifestyle is Mm -hmm. kind of getting in the way of him being with. And there are some moments in the movie where you see him, like when he goes to visit her at her shoot. And you can tell that they both want to just say, I love you. Like, let's figure out this thing that we had. But neither of them is going to say it. And so he kind of walks away. And as he closes the door, she's like, I miss you. I thought that was pretty well done but that guy fucking Andrew McCarthy why did they cast him I do not understand I do not understand and I was racking my brain for who could have done that at that time and done better with it like I don't know Patrick Swayze might have been too old but maybe not what about you know Rob Lowe could Rob Lowe could have could he have pulled that off um, to be clay, or did they need some mealy mouth like average looking dude? Yeah, I, don't know. I think he probably.
0: I mean, could Roblo do it? Maybe, but I think the one thing that did work well for him in this role was kind of that clean cut image. That's true. Of you know, I and and when I say the image, I don't just mean how he dresses and how he looks, mm-hmm. but the fact that. He sees that this is a problem and it's okay that you want to have fun, but maybe you're having too much fun and it's not good for me. And that's why I'm going away to school to try to make something of myself and break away from this stuff. So it would have to be somebody who does have the ability to look like a child, but play an adult. Emilio Um, I mean, not the not- greatest actor.
1: <laughs> what, what about, um, what about uh, Matthew Broderick? uh maybe he could pull off the clean cut look he could he could he's also here's the thing though Matthew Broderick
0: Matthew Broderick is very charismatic in a humorous way like he I feel like he infuses yeah well not only maybe for that character but put up against Robert Downey Jr. who's the same kind of guy who uses humor in such a way and you have to have somebody who is the straight guy
1: how about Michael J. Fox? I don't know. I don't
0: know about that. I, I uh... he
1: did Bright Lights. He's done. He's done some like he did Bright Lights, Big City, which is sort of similar to this. It's it's a serious. It's a serious thing. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. I
0: don't know that you would get. I've never seen Michael J. Fox be kind of doe eyed, and I think the love story needs that. Because I think, and I do think that's something that Andrew McCarthy was missing, too, is the nuance in the performance. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of nuance that's needed because I'm confused by their relationship. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm confused, I don't think it is because of how it was written or how Jamie Gertz played it. No, she did a it's, great job. I, its It was him. It was, is he thinking that, does he actually love her? Because the way he's acting right now is like, oh, this is just kind of a cool casual thing. But then all of a sudden he wants to bring her back to college. But then he's like, no, you can't come with me. And there's so much back and forth and there's no... Nuance is just the word that keeps coming to mind. There's no nuance. That's why I said
1: I don't know what the fuck he wants. And, like, he's helping Julian. But he seems really put off about helping Julian. And he didn't seem like...
0: I get... There's a picture of them at the beginning. They graduated school together. You know, they love each other. But I didn't get that from him. I didn't get that loving friendship between them.
1: Did you believe... That Gertz and Julian would have fucked. I guess I should say Blair and Julian would have fucked <laughs> while he was away at school. I because he comes home for Thanksgiving. I right? can tell and you I
0: don't like that that was part of it because it makes
1: them less, even less likable.
0: Yes, exactly, and especially I think in in hindsight, knowing what they had gone through while he was away at school, knowing that julian was having all of these problems and she supposedly was helping him and i feel like she was actually really taking advantage of him in a a way too that here i am without my boyfriend and i'm all alone and i'm just this sexy model living Mm -hmm. in la who can't figure anything out and oh here's my friend who needs my help but since he's here i'll go ahead and fuck him that's what it felt like to me and granted i'm reading between the lines a lot but that's still what it felt like the whole time that she's crying about you know and bemoaning the fact that he's so lost and he needs help and we need to help him but she doesn't say we need to help him either she puts all she puts of it that on, clay. on right, clay right which is a real dick move and yeah. honestly personally i don't understand clay and i think that's because of andrew mccarthy more than anything mm-hmm. because there are things within there that i get and i can see where the character was going and that's why i think it's him as opposed to the way the character was was written i think Based on how the characters were put out there in the beginning, I think she's the the least likable character of all of them.
1: Damn. You know what, though? I think that's a very good point because, you know, they they want you to feel sorry for these kids because their parents aren't around. That scene where she goes back to the house to see her dad. You know what's hilarious
0: about that? Her dad said, I'll be out in just a minute. Mm -hmm. And she said... Oh well, I'm gonna leave. I'll just leave the present on the yeah. table. So I could see that that was what they were trying to show: is that there's this sort of disconnect. But what I saw was a spoiled little bitch, who came over in the middle of the night to drop off a gift and made other plans so that she wouldn't even have to stick around to say hello. But that's what I saw. Did
1: you see that? Like at the beginning, though, it's their high school graduation. Yeah, and he and wasn't there. No, he's yeah. not there. I think she. That's to me just a pattern of that I got him yeah. not being around, and she just assume, he's saying that, and he's probably said that before, but he's just gonna leave her hanging there for however long maybe um and it was kind of gross and awkward i'm assuming that was his dad's her dad's second wife or her dad's girlfriend wasn't the-
0: that was it i thought that was
1: i actually thought it was um clay's mom oh shit that actress was so boring and dull like <laughs> i thought not put thought that it was. together but i could be wrong <laughs> now i really want to watch it again to figure that out i thought it was her oh shit all right well that'll be a little mystery i can solve later um, I could be way off base.
0: There's so many white people in this movie. There and were, they're all like just... Did, did
1: you catch the Brad-
0: Identical, rich, white-looking people. Did, did you, you catch for- the Brad
1: Pitt cameo? No, I read about it, but I I went back it. and found him. It's, you can see him right Where? when he... As Clay is walking through the door at the Let's Fuck Everybody party or Let's Fuck Christmas party, he's there, sunglasses, blonde, surfer haircut, tank top, smoking a cigarette. And he kind of leans his head back to blow some smoke. It's very obviously Brad Pitt. Mm, yeah, it But needs- I never would have noticed... If I hadn't seen that, a little bit
0: of trivia. The, no, yeah. I Like I said, I read about it. And I actually rewound to the party because it said something about the party. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched him walk through the party and clearly he still wasn't paying him. enough attention because I yeah. still didn't see him. But what I did notice is Clay's sister is the girl from Ladybugs who lets her hair down and then she's all pretty. Do you remember Ladybugs?
1: No, I've never seen that. <gasps>
0: Leah. No, I don't even, what the fuck are you talking about? It's Rodney Dangerfield. He, uh, coaches, I believe it was his girlfriend had this team, but he, Rodney Dangerfield is coaching a girl's soccer team. And, uh, oh, what is his name? Mm, Jonathan Brandis. Jonathan Brandes, right? Oh,
1: yeah, the kid who killed himself. Who was in that, uh... Sequest. Yes. DSV. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Sequest. He could talk to the dolphin. Yes. Yes. Was it Roy Scheider in that one?
0: Yes. Oh, God. Okay. So Jonathan Brandis is uh, a boy, yes, but something happens, I don't remember if he gets kicked off his soccer team or what happened, but he couldn't play soccer anymore for his team, so he dresses up like a girl to play for this girls team, which is being coached by Rodney Dangerfield, and there's a girl in there who's like really nerdy and dorky and stuff, and she always has her hair pulled up and these big glasses on, and he's like, why don't you just take, I think she had a crush on somebody on the opposite on, like a brother of somebody on the opposite team or something. She had a crush on some boy. And he was like, just take your hair down. And they'll give me these glasses. And she like shook her hair out. And she had this amazing mane of hair. And she was all of a sudden pretty. And she has a very distinctive look. So as soon as I saw that little girl.
1: So it's the, the little girl. The one playing in the jewelry. It's yeah, the one yeah. You
0: know and as soon ah. as I saw her at the dinner table, I was like, Oh, I know. I fucking know her. I fucking know her.
1: <laughs> one of the Heathers from Heathers is in this movie too she shows up a couple of times as w- one of the party goers mm. one of the women who the ugly one or the pretty one the the pretty Probably one the pretty so one. i feel like the ugly one might be tawny Catane and i forgot to look this up last night but it's i was like tawny Catane? um i felt like it might have been i don't think so hold on no her <laughs> name's sarah buxton Marky. Yeah, no. so Marky was one of the ones who was having parties and lizanne falk Mm-hmm. that's a Patty, name Patty, and she was one of the heathers okay okay you're right Tony Catane's better looking than yeah <laughs> um so yeah so there were some definitely some things happening i also i don't know if you read all the trivia but uh that brad pitt made up a line for himself and was yelling it I during that party that. scene because he wanted to get a sag card and the director was like Shut up and don't say anything about, like, stop saying stuff or I'm going to fire you.
0: Which is a good thing for him
1: to say. You're a fucking extra. Know your place. (laughs) Which takes me to something that happened this week that was all over everywhere that everybody was talking about. I don't know if you listened to it. I'm
0: guessing I wasn't talking about it.
1: Tom Cruise's COVID rant on the set of MI7. No. So someone got a recording of it and it's him just screaming... I guess I shouldn't say screaming, behind a mask. It's a little muffled, but he is yelling at people, and it sounds like my elementary school teacher yelling at us after we've done something bad in class. Okay. What did Um, people do? I I guess they were breaking COVID protocols, and so he was good for him. Then
0: that's not even just a health thing. That's a and (gasps) I. He
1: is. If this is Mission Impossible,
0: I think he's an executive producer. He is. He is. So he's going to be financially responsible if they shut down. And he's
1: on. He's like, I'm on the phone with these studios every night and these insurance companies every night. Fine. And people were. How am I supposed to find? funding for this movie if you people right. can't get your shit together a lot of people and like he, at one point he's like no apologies no apologies we're past apologies like he's like if i see it again you're gone and you and you good for him here's the fan thing. adult and a lot of people were a lot of people were getting behind this because there's a lot of anger out in the world about covid and the way that people have behaved around covid and not wearing masks i get it however if I treated the people who worked on my team that way, I would, I should fire myself. I feel like if people were like, well, maybe he would had to say stuff to them before. Stuff. And I was like, here's the thing. If you've had to say something to somebody five, six times, they should have already been fired. And he does. He goes further into his rant. He starts talking about like, you know, people could lose their jobs. People have lost their jobs. Yeah. I understand a lot is writing on this. However, it that's not how you treat people. Like, they are adults. So all you need to do is walk over there and say, pull them to the side and say, whoever it is, I see that you're not wearing your mask. That is not okay. We have talked about this before. I'm going to have to let you go. I'm really sorry. But this isn't okay. And then you can send an email to everybody else on set or you can have a nice talk with everybody else and say, we had to let some people go because they weren't following code COVID protocols. This is really important. These are the reasons why it's important. I have put a lot of effort into this. And we need to be careful. And I understand the anger to some people. It's like righteous anger or whatever. I still just I don't so even
0: see it as righteous anger. I That's see it as a shit ton of people. And what are the odds you're going to be able to communicate with individuals who you don't even know their names? Because I guarantee you, he did not know the names of most of the people on that set. Nor should he, Maybe because he does. he's not dealing Maybe he's with the them kind individually. Of guy who
1: does I don't know. I highly doubt that. Well, if he did, if you you're in a situation said their name where of you exactly. You.
0: I am responsible for what comes to millions and millions of dollars that are riding on this movie. I am responsible for the jobs of all of these people here and you people who I didn't even hire because he didn't hire them, for sure. And I don't know you. And I'm not going to be able to even officially fire you. I'm probably going to have to jump through a bunch of hoops to do it just to even find out who you report to because I don't even know what the fuck your job is. I see no problem at all. Did he have to go on a rant? I, don't know, I didn't even hear the fucking no, rant, So I don't know No, it's very it was. long
1: and it's him. He is a little bit self-righteous in all of it. I got it. He's say. a little
0: bit self-righteous in general. I know. But sometimes you got to yell it out. I and if there's not a clear chain of command and I don't know who, what you're super, like you're coming at this, it's you're coming Tom at this from, from an, an office like job. In my
1: mind, it's a pretty clear chain of command.
0: You're coming at this from an office job where you're like. I know who your direct manager is, and I'm going to let no, them know. This is
1: kind of, to me, it's just kind of like you these... are, you are like an intern at the White House, and the president's like, you aren't wearing your mask. You're fired. You're fucking fired. But
0: eventually, it has to come back, to, but there's paperwork to be filed. There it is, has to be, it yes, has to go through sure. the person who's actually. Who you're actually reporting to. And I don't know who the fuck that is. And you might not even be somebody I can fire. Maybe you're actually working for some outside company. I can't fire you. I can bar you from the set. But then again, how am I supposed to bar you from the set? Because I don't even know your fucking name. What little... So let's just say every person in this room, listen to what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is get your shit together (laughs) and do shit the right way. Or I'm going to fucking kill you.
1: I guess... (laughs) That that's how you would handle it. That's how, like, But I, did you see how
0: much calmer and more succinct it was? I
1: do think that in certain cases, yelling is appropriate. I feel like if you are in the military and you're running a mission and people's lives are at stake, and but I yeah, just,
0: this is Mission Impossible.
1: <laughs> Am I seven?
0: People are like hanging <laughs> off of helicopters and shit.
1: I think if you're in you know a healthcare field and and again like you make a medication error someone could die like that's a big deal I feel like getting yelled at may be appropriate in that situation oh I don't think you should be yelled at in that situation even even that though I feel like the length of time he spends yelling and just fucking like blah 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 blahing was too much and again people were cheering him on and I understand people are angry and my personal opinion is it was abusive and unprofessional, and he needs to grow the fuck up. And he obviously he's feeling a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it, and the pressure got to him.
0: And I would argue that the people not following protocol who are just walking
1: around going, "Oh, I'm on a big set," so we don't were know. the know immature ones. The only and unprofessional part of ones. the story that we know is that he yelled at them, and that's it. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they did. We don't know Listen, if it's the first time they did it, the last, I the second time, the third time.
0: Don't know if there's ever been a time where I have sided with Mr. Tom Cruise.
1: And you feel like you haven't even heard the rant, but you're going to side with (laughs) it. Not even knowing what the fuck is going on with this, I'm going to side with it. Are you going to
0: watch Mission Impossible 7? Uh, I think it depends on who else is in it. Like I watched, I've I've seen others just because of uh, fucking Simon Pegg and uh, what's his face? He had the mustache in the last one, but he was still fucking hot. I have no idea.
1: I don't, I've seen like Superman, dude. Brendan Ralph? No. Oh, that's the gif where he's like loading yes. his arms up. Yes, Fuck. yes. Henry Cavill. Yes, Henry Cavill. Yeah. No, I love that gif. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fucking hot. I didn't realize that was a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. The last Mission Impossible movie I tried to watch was the one starring the guy who plays Jon Snow and it's really bad. There's a
0: Mission Impossible with
1: Jon Snow? It's like not Mission Impossible but it's like am I something or other. It's like yeah, a, yeah. It's like a British like throwaway bullshit movie and that they were like well Jon Snow can start and well people will watch it and it's You mean terrible. it was like based around MI6? Sort of. And so he's...
0: MI6 isn't related to Mission Impossible. MI6 is an actual covert like a British covert.
1: It's like the British CIA. What's the guy's name who plays Jon Snow? Uh, Kit Harington. Kit Harington. He starred in a movie called MI5.
0: The precursor to MI6 in
1: 2015. So
0: that's not related to Mission Impossible at
1: all. Whatever. It has MI <laughs> in the title, and Mission Impossible is MI. So it's really bad. Don't watch it. I I wasn't planning. I just, <laughs> even, I just cracked it open, and I was like, nope, nope, and closed it back up. Yeah. I no. said, nope. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave you alone. Unrelated. Because as but. much as I love him as Jon Snow, because I feel like he just really encompass, like he just really like exudes the dis- yeah, but sappy he's, not, bullshit he's not a great of, actor. He's not a good actor. Yeah. No. Amen. No, and I'm sorry to say that because I know he's had a rough couple of years and he's been struggling. You know what? There
0: are a lot of not good actors out there who really find their niche and work with it, and
1: he could do that. <laughs> he totally I mean, could. He totally could. And you maybe he'll get his own Game of Thrones spinoff. Yeah. Maybe. Even though I feel like he already got his Game of Thrones, <laughs> like his Game of Thrones is done. Um. So yeah. Anyway, we were talking about yelling. I don't know why I got into talking I don't about. No, why tom- you started talking about tom the cruise Tom cruise thing? thing. But um. Do you think maybe maybe Tom Cruise could have played Clay? Oh, actually, he could be clean cut. He probably could. He, he is probably more nuanced. Could have pulled it off. And honestly, I yeah, I think I would have bought him as Clay. Actually, I really like that recast. Yeah, that yeah, could that's be a good idea. What if you? What if we? We what if they decided to make a less than zero today? Like,
0: if you fucking say Timmy Chalamet, I'm not
1: going to say Timmy. But I'm not going to say Timmy didn't cross my mind either. I'm sure as the Julian character because I saw him in. Oh, fuck what was the movie he did can with- we just
0: put robert downey jr in it again he just sure, happens to have yeah. younger friends
1: so the follow Cause up i'm
0: younger than him and i'd be friends with him
1: the follow up to that i saw there was, book one. was imperial bedrooms and they were going to make that movie which is them when they're middle-aged
0: oh is it the same characters
1: mm-hmm. yes i believe so oh. yeah so this are movie- they going to
0: bring julian back
1: <laughs> so this- is this like a
0: weekend at bernie situation
1: <laughs> It was a little weekend of a when he was like in between them in the car, but anyway. Especially
0: since his lids are fluttering. Yeah, it's really- I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> was he not playing a very Speaking good dad guy? of
0: entitled fucking youth, these kids had the best life, the best opportunities, the best education that money could buy. That place was their high school? Come on. They had everything at their disposal. And they don't know how to fucking do CPR? <laughs> well, Are think- you shitting me? Because you know how he died- it was a heart failure. Doing all that coke. Yeah. Smoking some crack. Yeah. Dude had a fucking heart attack. You could have potentially saved him by restarting his heart. I'm just saying, pull him out to the side of the road. You obviously don't care about stopping traffic because you're just stopped in the middle of the road all the time anyway. Did, Do some compressions. Could you See what you get.
1: Did you see where they were?
0: I saw Joshua Tree's. They were in Joshua yeah. Tree.
1: Cool. It, like the drive from Palm Springs to LA. They would have probably driven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was really pretty. I never re- recognized that before because obviously I haven't seen this movie since we were at Joshua Tree, and then I yeah. saw that and I was like, "Oh." Um, Is yeah. that where you want to go? What What do you mean?
0: When it's time for you to go, do you want us to just, just die get, you, get nice you some crack and take you in a convertible? Way to,
1: he, I will say, he makes looking crack. He makes smoking crack. He makes it very real. The crusts, at the corners of his mouth, mm-hmm. the red rimmed eyes. I don't want to smoke crack because, of in the
0: fairness, movie. I only saw. I only saw him smoke crack once.
1: He smoked crack multiple times. Did
0: he? I didn't notice him yeah, smoking he, it.
1: Like, before he started prostituting that last time, he was smoking crack. Like, the guy Bill. Well, yeah, he and,
0: g- gave it to him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that and one then time. He, he
1: smoked it on the deck at um, Rip's place, no James Spader's that. place. And he smoked it at the party when they went back to that first party. He smoked it.
0: It's the U.S. government. CIA bringing in crack cocaine. That was the time frame, too. You got the rich white kids in America smoking the crack just doing all the cocaine in the world setting up those Mexican cartels keeping the Cali cartel in business giving Escobar more money than any other person on the planet putting him on the Forbes list even though he's a fucking drug trafficker I'm telling you what and then we gotta make it more affordable so let's make it into crack rock you crack rock <laughs> gotta get crack rock Gotta make it more affordable for those uh, young inner-city black men. That's really what it's all about. Uh If we can get rid of them with this scourge, won't that be perfect? And we just have Robert Downey Jr. to show him it's all okay while he's giving him a blowjob.
1: He was not blowing inner-city black men. He was blowing like... He may
0: have. We don't know who he met up with to party in that hotel.
1: White men in the Palm Springs. Yeah. I was...
0: I didn't... I didn't fully realize what was going on when he said something about going to party. I was thinking he was gonna get him to sell drugs or something and then he comes out of that party at the hotel alone and i think i even made a note of hold
1: the fuck up is he turning tricks now (laughs) (laughs) i felt so bad i was like oh did you see did you see that did you realize he was gonna die did you put that together did they drop enough hints
0: i assumed all along and i don't know so i knew vaguely what this movie was about like i didn't know any of the details um about them being friends working through all that but i knew that there was drug addiction because i i love robert downey jr so i know right. his story too so i knew that he played a drug addict in this movie and i think knowing that and knowing that obviously in the 80s in particular the just say no era everybody wanted drugs to be incredibly dangerous and deadly mm-hmm. granted they often are
1: yeah
0: um so putting all that together i assumed that he was gonna die yeah yeah
1: I loved the moments of humor. It's just anytime that he was on screen as Julian, mm. the, it just felt more exciting to watch. So I saw charisma
0: again, and especially put up against Andrew McCarthy. Oh,
1: yeah. It just crushing. When he was at the jewelry box with the little girl from Ladybug. So cute. And he's kind of talking to her. And I was thinking, man, his breath probably smells really bad, but she doesn't seem to mind. But the best moment was in, he's like, Head in the toilet, just blowing so many chunks and He looks up at them and he goes, "Who's gonna take care of you guys when I'm gone?" Mm-hmm. Which is equally sad and funny, right? Like, yeah, yeah. He's foreshadowing it, a, it's, his it's, own death and then also making a joke about it. I think it, throughout, like, throughout
0: there's him. a lot of self-deprecating humor. Yeah, I, he knows that he's fucked up. Yeah, right.
1: And. You know him going to his dad the first time, which the guy they cast to play his brother—no, oh, really f- unfortunate-looking young man. <laughs> um, the, the decision- I love his reaction too.
0: Like, let me <laughs> tell just you gets something. Mad. If my brother told my dad, "Fuck you," I first of all I wouldn't have to say anything because my dad would be like, "No, fuck you, get the fuck out." <laughs> but if my dad didn't say anything and I wanted to defend him, I would just look at him and say, "Fuck, fuck you, you, loser, he get the fuck like, out." Oh, God, <laughs> Why to are you up? lunging at right. him?
1: Also. <laughs> When he, I'm putting this in quotes because it wasn't very realistic, breaks into the house. When
0: he just runs a credit card down the side of the there door. It's is like,
1: n- he's there's not no locked there. <laughs> just, and so part of me wondered if
0: Do you think it was unlocked the whole time? And, yeah, and he, he just, just assumes that. He's so
1: out of it that he's like, I'm going to do this, the thing <laughs> that I've seen. But then obviously security called. So either somebody spotted him or he really did set off an alarm. It was just really funny. I was mm-hmm. like, I have a problem with this but it could also just be unintentional. Like I I think it might be You know be- what else
0: I wondered about? What when Clay finds him later? Is when this he's stuck at in the beach? Guy? No, at the he's beach. Like is oh, this just, just was that their rock? <laughs> like you know along the coast, the entire coast of California, I know what rock he'll be on. Well, no. You couldn't even <laughs> see him.
1: He was I I think maybe it was a place where that cuz she said they were at Zuma and she said Marky was having a party, so I think he was there. There was a party. So it going was on. their rock. So I think it probably was a rock that they knew, a rock that they had frequented mm. potentially. Yeah.
0: Man, if you go on a bender, I don't know. I mean, unless you're at your home, at the office, at the gym, <laughs> I don't. I don't know where I'm going to find you. At you know, it would be uh, maybe if she's trip? not. I would check. Yeah, I would check sucrose. I would check sucrose and see if they had somebody who was obviously coked up ordering all the cookies <laughs> and a coffee. But if not that, I don't know where I'm going to find you.
1: I've never really gone on a bender. It sounds like fun. It sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, you've
0: never done
1: coke, though. Right? And I—that that is the one drug that I really regret not having done. And I'm too old now to try it. You're Couldn't never too old. It. No, I think I am
0: I, a little too old. It's, it just concerns me. The heart <laughs> aspect just really concerns me. But the one time that I'm pretty sure I did it, it was a lot of fun.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I've only really ever done, like, the downers. Like, I'd like to do some uppers. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and really kind of...
0: Mm-hmm. I think I need it.
1: (laughs) I'll be honest. The closest I get to crack or coke is, uh, you know, blueprint coffee. I definitely feel a little...
0: Yeah, I don't like the way that my heart feels when I have coffee that's too strong. I can't handle that... But, But... that that time i didn't feel my heart until i tried to go to bed a few hours later (laughs) and then i was like what is happening thank
1: god you didn't have a Fitbit.
0: but leading up to that point it was great yeah right oh that would have been interesting
1: anyway yeah that credit card in the screen door was so fucking terrible (laughs) so did you did you have sympathy for them as people i here's my biggest
0: beef with the movie aside from from andrew mccarthy sure um actually i have two beefs one so i walked away from it thinking it was a little bit like if it had been made today i think it would have been a lot grittier and then oh, I read yeah. in the trivia that it actually had been originally. Right. and The
1: screenplay, original screenplay, they didn't like it. was too good. Yeah, and then
0: even after the fact, I think they cut different things out yeah. that they didn't like, so.
1: And they added some stuff in to make them more sympathetic.
0: Yeah, so I think that's one thing that, and, and that may be, you know, being an audience now of 2020 versus the audience of 1987. Yeah. I don't know if I had watched it in 1987 that I would feel that way mm-hmm. because I'm sure it was fairly gritty for that time. Mm-hmm. Um. But that was one thing that I was thinking while watching it now is like, man, some of this stuff just feels really uh, washed over and melodramatic. And I think the melodrama comes from that, at least in part.
1: Um, You would have picked up pretty quick that he was... Because I remember having that same feeling about like, wait, he's like sucking dick for for drugs? Is that what's going on? I
0: love that they had the scene where he does actually show up and they see... Yeah, that was... Something that I don't think you would get a lot in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and very real.
1: Yeah. Uh, even the even the scenes where he's coming off the drugs. Yeah. Where he's taking care of him.
0: Sad story. Nineteen eighty seven and he's fucking dudes for a living. Oh yeah. He would have died of AIDS. Yeah. If he didn't die in that car. Side note. Um yeah, I think the other the other issue I had with it is that these people are not teenagers. Are they young looking? Yeah. But they're not 18 year olds and i think if you do remake it today or you would watch it today there would be
1: people who look like younger
0: zendaya mm. she it, she's not actually 18 but mm-hmm. she looks like she could definitely pass for an 18 year old in a way that jamie gertz really didn't
1: she's playing a character with a drug problem in euphoria and it's
0: yeah and i've heard she's great she's i haven't actually watched I love that it. show yeah i think didn't she just win an emmy
1: yeah she did yeah i thought so
0: um, yeah, I think she's great. I just haven't actually watched the show because it's a lot, I know, of, it's a lot uh, of young people. You it's know,
1: really, really good.
0: I um, like probably, gritty? Yeah, and I, I probably will watch it at some point, honestly. But the point is, is I think when you talk about having sympathy for these characters, what I feel I feel like I would have more sympathy for them if they were, if I could see that they really are children, because a lot of what they do is because they're children. Like the way that they're acting yeah, in behavior. a lot of ways. Yeah is because they're fucking children but they don't seem like it so I think if they looked younger I think that would have that would have sold it a bit more for me that when I see them being extraordinarily selfish and self-righteous and self-indulgent and narcissistic (laughs) all of those things um, I would forgive it a little bit more and I think think a little bit more about where it came from and why I'm not saying they didn't feed us certain things with you know yeah her dad didn't show up to the graduation and he comes from a broken home and there's still some strife there and you know and and um julian's dad is completely unforgiving and doesn't seem to understand drug addiction and
1: sounds like he was willing i think when he said at the end he was was trying. I. I, I think such he a loves him. About to be, yeah, yeah, He no. was trying not to enable him. Right.
0: I, I. definitely do think he loves him, and I think he played that well. And, and he, I think their he last said, interaction. I sent you to
1: rehab, and you. Right. You know, lied your way through that. And, and their last
0: interaction, when he said, "Can you stay clean for just one week? Yep. If you can stay clean for yep. one week," um, so I'm not necessarily faulting him for that. I'm just saying that there were hints throughout of why these people behave these ways. Mm-hmm. But I. I still think a lot of the behavior is just because they're incredibly young and incredibly spoiled and you put those two things together and you get people with you know if everything's been handed to you and you don't have real struggles you tend to make your own struggles up
1: well and And, that's what uh blair says about him she says you know about julian he uh, oh that he had never failed before never failed before and she felt awful for him because he had worked so hard and he had never failed and it broke him
0: Mm -hmm. so I think knowing all of that I feel for them but I think I would have felt a lot more had it been portrayed better. Mm-hmm. So if they were if they were younger and it was easier for me to believe mm-hmm. that they were that age, if Andrew
1: McCarthy was a better actor,
0: you know. Um, and I I do still feel like I feel like Jamie Gertz did really well in this. I do too. But she is also quite an over actor at times she so yeah, there's a bit much
1: there was a li- yeah. yeah I, I agree with yeah. that
0: I feel like Robert Downey Jr. is the same as he is always like yeah, he's I feel like counted. he's just him and he he's been in some things where he really pulls it out and it shows that he's a great actor and embodies a certain character but I feel like a lot of times it's there's something about his particular kind of charisma and charm and the cadence to his voice mm-hmm. and the way he infuses humor into serious situations and the looks on his face, like there are all these things that are just sort of inherently him. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have that, it cuts back on the melodrama. It, th- that's not overacting because I feel genuine. like it's just, yeah, it's yeah. genuine. It's just him. Yeah. So you put that up against some of the stuff that she was doing, which was a bit much. Some of the times, there were there were times where I think her performance was great.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: there were other times where it was like, I can see the acting here, hon.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. With Robert Downey Jr., this is for sure the movie that sold me on him. I don't think I've seen him. So a, you didn't... In a lot but of... But you
0: didn't see this until you were in your
1: 20s. Right. But I don't think I've seen him in a lot of dramatic roles. A and lot of what I've seen him in is... It's funny stuff.
0: But it's, you didn't care about the funny stuff either?
1: Yeah, but it's...
0: It's, a lot of the funny stuff he's done has still been.
1: Sure, yeah. He had a, he's its mold. He's a flesh out yeah, character, for yeah. sure, but this, I felt like, could have, in someone else's hands, could have just been shit. Oh, sure. And I feel like he carried this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he made it what it is. Because um, you open. Like, Clay, I guess, in a lot of ways is the main character. You see a lot of the stuff through mm-hmm. his eyes. Um, and I guess the lesson zero, the book itself, was not the movie is a lot different it kind of focuses on just some some particular characters and stuff like that um and maybe has a little bit more story to I it read that yeah that yeah was... than the actual book but
0: i just kept picturing like the viper room <laughs> <laughs> i'm <Right? laughs> just picturing yeah. like a uh, day-to-day or night-to-night yeah. life in the viper room
1: <laughs> and i think the other thing that felt really true for me about this because I, this is obviously way outside of my experience in life and whatever and i think maybe the thing that you're talking about where they're they seem like they're young, uh, older. Might have something to do with the fact that they have been kind of their pa- their parent. They've had to grow up. They've probably had to take care of themselves in a lot of ways and not had their parents around. So I kind of like wrote that off as. I
0: yeah, I mean, I think you get some of yeah. that, and I I like that they were portrayed that way. Mm-hmm. It really comes down to the casting like the for me in there, live. like if because I think you've seen. Whether in life or in movies or TV, yes, too. I've seen
1: people playing high school, people who actually look like they're in high school.
0: Right, yeah. and even if, even if they are obviously, like the character is obviously trying to be older than mm-hmm. they really are, if they still look like a little kid, there's something about that that's very, um, that's very sort of striking. That mm-hmm. That I think that would tell me more than... You telling me Mm -hmm. that they just graduated from high school. If I see someone who's actually 18 years old, dressed like a supermodel and, you know, pretending to be so knowledgeable about love and relationships and everything, that's going to sell to me more that this kid is just disillusioned or is delusional in a sense and and maybe make me think more about who she is and her life and why she is this way.
1: So the other thing I think that really resonated with me is just that this group of friends from high school—they're so tight, they're like the three amigos, right? Like their best buds. They're they
0: share pro- everything.
1: Probably always was a little bit of a, a little bit of a love triangle there. I'm not like. Which is
0: interesting because I read in the trivia that Clay in the book was um, originally was bisexual too, mm-hmm. and as soon as I read that, I was like, you know what? That would have made it way more interesting yeah. too if all three of them at different times had had. had this different kinds of relationships
1: yeah so I felt that I felt I felt that and I know that feeling of like having a like I I was in a little bit of I'm not gonna call it a love triangle but it was like me and one of my best friends and we had a guy and we were all really good buddies at that first year of college like we came home from college and we hung out together um you know that kind of stuff I like that resonated with me and then the thing too where in the he's he comes back to school back home And he's riding in this cab and he's kind of looking around. And I've definitely had that feeling too. Not so much when I was at college, but when I moved out of state after school. And then I would come home. And I remember looking around and it was like I'd been in a different part of the country. Just everything looked different there. It felt different there. And then coming back home and really appreciating it for Mm -hmm. what it was. um, That I I thought was really great. And I liked the way that they, they did that.
0: Can I say something about them coming home? Yeah. There were at least two homes that just have candy laying out. yeah
1: why was that a thing that the candy was just laying out and people were eating it
0: i don't know all i could think though all i could think about was the fact that these people don't have dogs
1: yeah they come home to this really quiet house but i mean
0: you can't leave candy laying about if you have (laughs) dogs and it kind of made me sad it was like oh well they got christmas themed jelly beans but there's obviously no pet anywhere Yeah. It was very strange, though, yeah. That, that <laughs> just... And then, when you're rich, after you make your first million, you just have bowls of candy all around <laughs> the house. And
1: you can <laughs> stick some in your pockets and save it for later. Grab a
0: handful of jelly beans, which is absurd. Why are you grabbing a whole handful of jelly beans? I would have
1: grabbed a handful of jelly
0: beans. Oh, yeah, but we've already established you eat crap candy. I have a candy. real problem, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, the other thing I th- th- a thing that I think aged really well was, aside from just the soundtrack – hazy shade of winter by the bangles mm. and i didn't i
0: you got like, some Jimi hendrix in there
1: seen that hazy shade of winter doors, video years yeah. ago and i watched it again and it's got clips from the show and it's just a really great tune mm-hmm. and i felt like it fit right into that time period and what they were doing and what the story they were trying to tell um but yeah the soundtrack was great there was mm-hmm. a lot of really great music um yeah and so i guess if they did make it again today would you set it in the same place? And... I think it would have to be. Have to be L.A.? Like, uh, the party scene in L.A.? I, I,
0: would, I would want to see this, if they re- decided to remake it, honestly, I would want to see it mid-1980s L.A. I don't okay, give...
1: Okay, so you'd still want it to be in the 80s. Yeah, you I don't give a flying
0: too. fuck what kids today are doing. <laughs> but, um, the, par- partially why I say that, too, is I think we have those movies. We have those movies and those TV shows. Like, you just mentioned the one was Zendaya on HBO. Yeah. Um, you always have a portrayal of the youth of today somehow in some way Mm -hmm. because they're huge media consumers. I personally would love to see a movie about, yeah, the the youth of yesteryear. (laughs) I think if they remade it, I think that would be the worst possible thing that they could do is make it for modern audiences in modern times because you'd have to – Completely change stuff, anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah you would it still, have, this, you'd still have you still have disaffected right. youth who may or may not have you know drug problems or this or that, but you're never going to get that same club culture. You're, you're never going to get
1: what I'm. What I'm what, picturing is Dave Franco in Twenty One Jump Street, like the the high school guy who's like all about green, being yes. green, but he's dealing with oh he, his friends when he
0: comes out in the very beginning and just punches the guy <laughs> in the. Uh, Parking the lot, the parking and he's like, he's
1: like, "What the fuck are you doing? You do that because he's gay? Like, yes. and they they all just hate Channing Tatum's character. That's the, the kind of the disaffected youth of yeah, today, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You That'd know? be a,
0: such a boring movie.
1: <laughs> Whatever, twenty one Jump Street. It would be really like uh,
0: Clay comes home, and Blair's like, we really need to help Julian. He's eating meat again.'" <laughs>
1: Yes, please. I would watch that actually. It would be
0: really He crazy. started to shop at Walmart. Oh my God.
1: He's not driving a Tesla. High- He's not driving a Tesla. That's right. He's still driving that shitty fucking convertible. He has a Honda. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to him. He's eating meat again. He's so <laughs> awful. He's cleaning himself with the, the body soap that's got the little micro beads in it. He's ruining the planet. He voted for Trump. Oh, well, that's, that's a totally different movie. We went too far now. And then suddenly it's like a South Park episode. <laughs> All right. Um. So, yeah, if, well, if we did it today and they and they said it in, in 80s L.A., who would you cast?
0: Fuck, I don't know. I'd have I to really... think. Of, it's hard because, like, who is the, who are the youthful actors today?
1: Timmy Chalamet? Fuck him. Saoirse Ronan?
0: Um, I think she's great. They made and she could. I. I mean, she's a hell of an actor. So I think that she could do. Lindsay. Anything, they made but... Florence
1: Pugh play like a twelve-year-old in the new Little Women.
0: And if you recall, I believe I said to that, "What the fuck is happening here?"
1: <laughs> so I feel like you could just cast whoever you want.
0: You could, okay, then I'm just I'm just gonna recast it with Jamie Gertz <laughs> and, and Robert Johnny, Johnny Jr. And, and uh, maybe maybe we can have Timmy Chalamet read for the role of Clay. <laughs> We'll see how he does.
1: I would or just prefer- bring in Tom
0: Cruise. <laughs> We've already established he'd probably do it well.
1: It's just an absurdist kind of thing. <laughs> Let's do I it. Always wanted, like, I always want to, like... It could
0: end up being like Pen15. Maybe they could still pass for oh, it. Oh,
1: they probably could pull it off. Yeah. No, it's actually a really good point. Because <laughs> Pen15 is doing some groundbreaking shit. I did watch a little bit of the Big Mouth episode where they—they're not playing the same characters in the Big Mouth episode. they are two girls in—in in like uh, middle school, but they're not mm, playing the same. Not them. Yeah. So, all right. Let's see. What did the- you
0: have ideas, or were you just asking me because you I can't think of anybody? Curious. Or did you just want to say Timothy Chalamet? I wanted. Did this just, all lead around? It
1: was just a really just another excuse to talk about <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Fucker. <laughs> Honestly,
0: I, again, coming back to wanting to see them, wanting to see them young, (laughs) it's so fucking creepy, but like uh, having young people in the role, I don't know that I know enough really, really young actors, but I know that there are a lot of really talented ones out there, so.
1: I watched last week this show on Netflix that I think was released 2019, it might have been this year, called Grand Army, and Mm. it's about high school students at a school in Brooklyn. And they kind of follow these five students around, and um, you know, just their different struggles. Is this like,
0: like a an actual show or a documentary? It's a show. It's oh, okay. a show.
1: Um, it was really good. Like yeah. no, like y- you might be like, "Oh, Leah, it's like I it, to- it was like I used to watch Degrass- Degrassi, and I fucking loved Degrassi so much. And I've seen plenty of those CW shows. This felt way more realistic. Hmm. And it dealt with a lot of issues, like one of the young women, um, her family doesn't have a lot of money, like fig- like them kind of figuring all that out. So she's got to balance like school and wanting to be a top student and make really hard choices and still be with her, like her mom. They don't have enough money. Her sister got hurt at her job, and they're saying, well, if you, uh, this family will pay us ten thousand dollars if you marry this guy and get him his green card.
0: Oh, and this is realistic to you? Yeah. You don't. Let me that tell that- you something. Here's what would happen in real life. She'd be going to the motel with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, turn Turning fucking tricks. Turning tricks. You don't get ten grand <laughs> offers of ten grand to marry somebody for a green card. I don't
1: know. It's not an experience. It's not an experience that I have. And then, um, or know anyone ever who's ever had that experience? I imagine. Um, another young man is closeted, and he's kind of dealing with that. And then, and they all have different. They come from different backgrounds too. Um, the one, one of the girls, she's. It's funny because I think she's actually Korean, but she's Chinese and her parents adopted her and they're Jewish.
0: Maybe there will be another episode where it comes out that she's actually not She's Chinese. actually Korean. Right. And but her so parents didn't know the difference.
1: She gets a lot of... Like, the, the, the Chinese girls at school don't accept her because mm-hmm. she doesn't speak Chinese and they are always giving her shit for it. And she's got a... Re- her storyline is really interesting. She's kind of trying to figure out her sexuality and like ha- like her relationships with boys and she has this imagination where and it's like um they do they animate it she in her head she's like the queen of this zombie apocalypse and she's taking down all of her enemies and it's fascinating um and then
0: <laughs> sounds very Tina Belcher
1: I don't know if you know who Pamela Adlon is oh. um but her daughter who I've seen in another show plays a character who is sexually assaulted by her friends and so they kind of deal with that too. So I don't know. I thought it was really great. It's called Grand Army, and so seeing young actors portray those kind of situations mm-hmm. and those, I felt like okay, these are people who could. I mean, there are plenty of people, I'm sure. That's out of what the world I mean by do this kind of exactly. stuff and and look more age appropriate. Exactly. Yeah. It's
0: just that nobody's popping to mind. But I think part of that is because you know when you have child characters, mm-hmm. uh, they tend to be buried in the in the movies yeah. or they're maybe not the best actors Mm -hmm. and they just end up in really shitty like teen romance stuff yeah Yeah, and i feel like those are the ones you see a lot
1: like hero hero finds what's his face who was in that after movie after we collided should be on netflix the end of the month just so you know oh cool we may have to watch it for this show (laughs) because that is so bad and i think you would love it how bad it is um did you have anything else before i get into my burning questions
0: i had some notes i don't remember what all they were okay let me go through the notes Um, these are my notes. (laughs) (laughs) These are my notes. The fucking entitlement of these assholes. Which I believe I wrote down right around the time that he... Ate
1: the candy out of the candy bowl? No, I think it was... I
0: think it was when they were talking out on the balcony. And they're like, fucking 18-year-olds on the balcony like, I'm just not going to go to college. I'm getting so many offers for modeling jobs now. And look at us in this palatial space. And we're fucking (laughs) teenagers. And... So that oh uh what are those fucking shoes which ones robert downey jr shoes they are were the like ones that
1: look like crocs that are like crocs half that-
0: crocs half sandals and in a certain light that looked almost like mary Jane. wait you
1: wanted those no i'm what are they <laughs> i don't understand well them. we'll have to find the person who handled costumes for the movie what so that you can find out and that shirt that fucking shirt with the dragon
0: on it was it a dragon i couldn't even tell for sure i thought it was a flower but the first time i saw it all i could think was where its position and the fact that it was red it just looked like he'd been shot it just looked like (laughs) he's bleeding and then he wore it throughout the entire rest of the movie which made me really sad that
1: would have been over his heart
0: which also leads me to he can't change clothes but he can always find eyeliner oh right which i think is great and his hair was dyed
1: black too when he can't when they in the beginning shots, he has like just his natural colored hair when they're in high school, mm. when they graduate. On I didn't really day, notice the has difference like in color. The eyeliner and the dark hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, how you know he's
0: a drug addict. He's wearing eyeliner oh, and his hair yeah, is dark. That's
1: definitely a, a telltale sign that someone you love is doing drugs yes. because they wear eyeliner. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um,
0: I, I have, oh, it's the girl from Ladybugs, which I was very excited mm-hmm. about. So I have a note there. Hold up. Is he turning tricks? That's an actual note here. Whoa. Wait a second. (laughs) Um, Must there be so much tongue?
1: Oh, yeah. The sex scenes. You know,
0: they, there was, it was, oh, why are you (laughs) licking each other all the time? I forgot. Are you fucking
1: cats? I forgot about the sex scene that happens during the Christmas party where they fuck standing up. That's gross. In kind of like contrast to like the Christmas party where his dad's playing piano music and then there's like the guitar and he's like fucking her. Also, the sex scene in the bedroom after they park in the middle of the street with the motorcycles and then they go back and they fucking the Yeah, bedroom. yeah, yeah. That, I don't know that I ever saw that before. So I must have seen like an edited Auntie. version of the film. I
0: didn't mind that. Okay, we're fucking and we're having a good time. Yeah. It was just after that. The tonguing. They yes. were like licking each other. And yeah. then there yeah. was too much tongue, but not like sexy tongue. It was just like okay now I'm gonna put the camera on you just uh make like, your make like, your tongues dance together do
1: something. <laughs> it's just creepy he, he it was it was maybe maybe this was a Tina, Tina Belcher directed this yeah potentially because there's a nice shot of her squeezing his butt yeah that's what I was gonna was say a, definitely a Tina Belcher you got those butts but I feel like Andrew McCarthy too is just like his lack of hotness and like he has a weird mouth already it's kind of small like just like the thought of his tongue is not sexy to me
0: no not at all no <laughs> No. Too much tongue.
1: I'm really glad you noticed the kissing. I'm really proud of you.
0: Yeah, great.
1: I'm rubbing off. It was pretty
0: uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, why is your top down in the rain? Are you insane? That was very upsetting to me. Oh, okay. So we know, we know that Julian has a problem. Blair's telling you that he has a problem. Right. But you don't, I, I, I feel like like you see that there's stuff going on, but you don't really see him really having a problem until he shows up on her doorstep and is fucked up. So yeah, I did have a note of he got real fucked up real quick. And then I also made a note because after that, she said something like, he's just, I just have to take care of him. He's just been sick for so long. He's not fucking sick. He's not sick, you dumb child. And that's a point I think too, where like if she had actually appeared to be a child, I think I would have been a little bit more understanding of her mm-hmm. saying that but it was hard to hear an obviously adult woman say that this person is sick right because he's not sick he's killing himself and you're not helping
1: don't you just feel like that was a softer way of her saying like, it was it 100% it, was yeah, yeah. okay um, it just irks me in general
0: because I feel like that is writing it off it's like well he's having a
1: problem
0: well let's go ahead and name the problem because right. you can't help somebody yeah. until you name the actual problem and
1: he does say it Robert Denny like Julian says it like at the when he comes to Clay's house and and he's like I need money and he's like $50,000 fifty thousand $50, and he's like what for and he goes what the fuck do you think it's for it's I have a drug debt like, he says it. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. plain black. And yeah. I felt like that was really wonderful to hear him kind of just be really honest about, like, yeah. this is my problem. So. Um, they can't do CPR. That
0: really bothered me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at the, it wasn't the funeral, I guess. It was after the funeral, I suppose. They just decided to hang out at the graveyard.
1: And he tells this really dumb story about Julian when he was five.
0: Right, exactly. He tells a story about Julian when he was five
1: even though I thought they only knew each other for 10 years. Exactly. Good job, Lindsay.
0: Strange though that Julian toasted to 10 years of friendship. So,
1: it, I did there is a loophole on that one if it was just 10 years of three of them being friends.
0: Or maybe Clay isn't really that good of a friend and he was remembering someone else from when they were <laughs> 5
1: years old. Just another reason to hate Clay. Exactly.
0: That's, like, that's the part of, that they cut out at the end, was after he told this sad, sappy story, he just right. turns to her and goes, oh, wait, that was, that was Eddie Jameson. That was,
1: <laughs> Eddie Jameson? Great know, that name.
0: Fucking He's, some other kid. You yeah, need,
1: anybody need any fake names? Lindsay's really Ed, good at coming up. Eddie him. Jameson,
0: that's, uh, that's the kid who died, whose mom died when he was five, and he ended up getting really fucked up.
1: I'm going to come up with a fake name right now. Michael Microphone. <laughs> You're really sharing at that. This. So, the end... Is bad. It is... Is <laughs> <it's, laughs> bad! Objectively a bad ending to the movie. Which part end-wise? Like so, which... The, so he dies. And I feel like the scene where he dies... Okay. She's a little bit overacting. I feel like...
0: I think the thing that bothered me most about his death scene was... The complete acceptance
1: of it. I, yeah, I wanted... Right. They I they didn't think, try to save him. They, they didn't right. try to save him, sure. But it, I could
0: understand them not trying to save him if they were in shock. It was more... If you woke me up on the side of the road and I found that my friend was dead, my response would not be "Oh, oh no." My no. response would be, "No, right. what? No, that's not what's happening. Like you're you're gonna be. There should have been. I feel like this response should have been different to right. be more realistic. Agreed.
1: Yes, and I and I think Andrew McCarthy, he did the best he could in that moment. <laughs> it was just okay, but when they so you get them in the car and Jamie Lee's like Jamie Lee, Jamie's like. Uh, Blair's, like, cuddled up to Julian, and she's saying no, and she's crying. (laughs) And Andrew McCarthy's character is kind of just, like, looking off and, like, got those shifty beady eyes, and the tiny mouth is screwed up. And the
0: door was open for some reason. I don't know why. Like, he just, he had to get away, but he couldn't actually get, just get out of the car.
1: So, then they zoom out, and you can see Joshua Train, you can see the desert. Yeah. And then they zoom back in, but it's, like, a really crappy picture. It's, like, grainy and... And and there's McCarthy with his mouth kind of gaping open, staring off into the distance, like out of the side. Of, it's just so
0: weird. He said too at some point. And I don't remember if it was around then or after the funeral, but he said something like, "I did everything that I could."
1: Yeah. And I remember it making it's me really
0: angry. Yeah. Because you didn't do anything. Yeah.
1: No, he didn't. And Until he was the kind very, of mad very mad end. About having to do everything. Yeah. At did. the very
0: very end, you dragged him out of a hotel room. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying that you should have paid his debt. Right. But I am saying, and I'm not saying that any of this was his fault. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it does fall on the shoulders of the addict right? who, you know, right or wrong, could he have saved himself, you know, needed help for sure, but mm-hmm. put himself in that situation ultimately. But don't fucking tell me that you did everything you could when right. you didn't do anything. I don't understand how you, I would have that guilt for the rest of my life, even if I shouldn't feel guilty. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that he was responsible for what happened, but... It just astounds me that someone could think that they did everything in that situation. Because you dragged him out of a hotel room at one point. Right. And asked your daddy for money.
1: Like, that's it. The scene, the opening scene, the high school graduation scene, the end scene tacked on where they're obviously, like, it's after the funeral or whatever. Yeah, and then they just show that stupid picture. Right. So, I feel like those things were done afterwards to make it to soften their image to make them more sympathetic Mm -hmm. i think that was part of that trying to make them more sympathetic crap um i don't know how i would have ended it would we just have ended it with him being dead i felt like i would have liked that ending better
0: yeah i think oh so you know i love the agony milk too um so just
1: end on that real sick and yeah
0: it's sick but it's also it's also reality Mm -hmm. it's also reality that there is nothing after for him and frankly, I don't believe that there was anything after for them either. Oh. I think that was the end of their friendship. That was certainly their the end of their threesome friendship. Yeah, and I think it was probably she the end of their relationship. You don't relationship think she was going to go with him to? No, because because at the
1: very end, that's the last thing. He's like, "I want you to come with me," and she's like, "I'm coming, I'm coming." She wasn't going anywhere with him. No, and I, I would have rather have seen maybe, maybe if you wanted to end it on Clay. You could have had him You see him at school a year later alone. By himself. Right. Yeah. Or with some new friends, some new intellectual types. Yeah, Because you know that's the East Coast versus the West Coast, right? Right? That's why I'm more East Coast. Yeah. People with, like, elbow patches and their fucking sweaters and... I don't
0: understand why people make fun of elbow patches.
1: They can be sexy. I think they look great. And you like the big, like, sweater with, like, the rolled collar that's very kind of... Yes, I smoking do. ...smoking jacket-esque.
0: I love it. Like a great kind of uh, 1970s oversized
1: sweater. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like 100%. Like in Animal House, what Donald Sutherland is wearing, and only wearing after he fucks that guy's girlfriend. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) We do get to see a nice shot of Andrew McCarthy's ass in this film. Did you like that? Did you appreciate that? He I did not appreciate it.
0: I did not. I mean,
1: I didn't. I didn't notice, honestly. You didn't? <laughs> no. He gets We're, up from his bed. It's at the very beginning of the movie.
0: He oh, when up. he's no. Here's why I didn't notice his ass because all I could think is, "What are you, a fucking teenage girl? You're sleeping in a, nothing but a shirt." I know. Either I assumed be he nude had or have underwear. On. I assumed he had underwear on. <laughs> I, I just didn't notice that he didn't, but. That's how I sleep in, like, a t-shirt.
1: Yeah, I wear t t-shirt and underwear.
0: Because I am a woman. Yeah. You are (laughs) apparently a woman.
1: I know guys who sleep fully in the nude, and I know guys who sleep in their underwear. Yeah, but why are you sleeping with a shirt? But no underwear. But no underwear. It's very confusing.
0: Very strange. Maybe
1: a sensitive nipple. It
0: was a very odd choice.
1: (laughs) I thought the odd choice was to show his ass. Like, yeah, what, I didn't even notice. What are we notice. supposed to get from that, McCar- I, was, I get to see Andrew McCartney. Thank you for showing me his ass. Am I supposed to like him
0: better now? I was way too caught up in the fact that he was still wearing a shirt. <laughs> Maybe he had the terrible upper body, and they were like, "We want you to be nude." And then he showed up on set, and they were like, "Oh no, somebody find a shirt."
1: We do see him with his shirt off, though, when they're having sex. Yeah, I thought so, and they seem fine. We see, and then in the scene where Bill shows up at the loft, and he like pops yeah, out yeah. of bed, and he's mostly naked, and you see his his yeah. upper body is
0: Which, fine. Why is your response to this rando not? Who the fuck are you? Like, that should be the first thing you say. I don't even remember what they said to him, but there was something very blah, like, yeah. hello? <laughs> or something, <laughs> welcome. All I could think, yeah, all I could think is, who the fuck are you? Like, and get the fuck some, out. And then if you, told me, if you told me you were looking for somebody who doesn't even officially live here, and I know for a fact that you're involved with some bad shit, get the fuck out of my house. Also, Still. speaking of, because the fact that he is... Wearing a shirt to bed and can't sack up enough to tell this weirdo to get the fuck out of the loft. <laughs> brings me to another point. Oh, which is? At that party, right before he got punched in the face.
1: Oh, okay. The one that was in Palm Springs.
0: Y- yes. Okay. And, uh, when they
1: actually have the fight with Rip and him and Billy. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Between him and Rip. And he's standing there and they're arguing. And all I could think was, punch him in the fucking face. Like, talking to Clay. Right, yeah, Clay, punch him in
1: the face, punch him in the that's face.
0: That's where this is, here's the thing, man, that's where this is going. I'm not even advocating violence. Well, I'm, there I'm had just had to saying, be a fight in this
1: movie. That was definitely where it was headed the It's time.
0: obvious that that is where this is going. Yes.
1: Get your shot in
0: and turn and walk <laughs> away.
1: And instead, he gets the he gets nailed coat. a few times. My favorite line is when uh, you got James Spader in his fucking hot tub outside, and like uh, Clay shows up, and Clay's like, and they're talking, and Clay's just like, I'm not your friend, and I'm tired of your bullshit. Best line in the whole movie. My favorite line in the whole movie. Because I was like, yes, sacking up. Finally, you're sacking up. And then he got his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. He, he did, but really. And he took it like a champ. Yeah, yeah, he, he took did. it like a champ. I liked when they were driving away in the car, and he's like, obviously just like kind of pissed and like he's holding a cloth to his face and he's just like oh I got beat up I don't like it somebody hurt me
0: I like as soon as they get back to the car too even though (laughs) even though he's obviously fucked up uh, Julian even though he's obviously fucked up and was just dragged away from Mm -hmm. a sexcapade that he was obviously being paid for so he's in a bad state but he still has the wherewithal to be like fun party
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's some of that makes me wonder if that's just him doing his thing, like improv yeah. that stuff. Because and that's what I mean about it being him, is yeah.
0: even whether it was written for him to say it that way, or he improvised it himself, either way, it just comes across as, yeah, that's Robert Downey He's Jr. He's really, really great. Yeah, so fucking talented. I do have, there are a couple Robert Downey Jr. movies that are on the list. Um, chances are. Which is an 80s classic. I think it's an 80s classic. I know that one's
1: in there. You, you're going to call it an 80s Heart classic. Heart and Soul. Heart and Soul. Haven't oh, seen,
0: haven't seen so anything. So good. But I mean, I, it's strange to me that you didn't know as much about him until, I guess, more recent years. Because his, his career definitely has had a huge resurgence. Like, there are two Robert Downey Juniors as far as his career goes. There's the one of, well, I guess really three. There's like the fun, humorous um, 1980s guy who you know was a young cute thing who made a splash in the movies there's 90s early 2000s where he's getting work and he's doing he's surprisingly good in most of what he's doing but he's also having a lot of real problems and the world knows <laughs> I mean you can't go to prison and not know you know, have people know and then he's the one guy more than anyone else I feel like in Hollywood who has come back than ever,
1: Oh, uh, Roblo. I would argue Roblo has come back
0: not in the same way, though. Yes, Roblo definitely had a he huge came back comeback from like, but drugs, he came back, sex tape, sure, but he came back to TV. That's what I mean by just success wise. T- Do you want to is- compare their bank accounts and tell okay. me that success? Fair, 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 fair. fair, fair. <laughs>
1: That's true. Tony Stark does make more money than whoever the fuck Rob Lowe. Yeah. Played I mean, he in was Tony Stark. He around. was
0: uh, Sherlock Holmes. He was like he's he's he, had some big. More recently movies, was too. Doolittle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I actually I love Doctor Doolittle. Um, Why would the he original make that movie? and the Eddie Murphy?
1: Why would he make that movie?
0: Uh, for fun? Because they paid him? I don't know. But I can't handle. It, it really feels bothers like a money me. Group. It, re- I mean, it's a kids movie, so maybe he just wanted to do something for the
1: kids. Like I don't know. I don't know. It just looked real stupid. The fact that
0: the that the animals' mouths move really bothers me,
1: <laughs> because that's not the point. Doctor Doolittle he can, can talk just to hear animals. Them, but they're not talking, talking. Exactly,
0: they're right. not speaking English. <laughs> like he they're knows speaking that animal thoughts. Right. He can just interpret he can, them. Like, Tuning animal the point. thoughts. Doctor Doolittle wasn't delusional and saw a chicken's mouth moving <laughs> like it were humans
1: he's not schizophrenic
0: also i believe there's a dragon
1: in that movie i'm yeah, pretty sure I there was so. on yeah. one of the
0: trailers i'm pretty sure there was a dragon you
1: just like basically it's the old do little stuff on crack pretty much yeah i don't need that
0: what was it pull me push you push you pull me what that was the from the original it was uh was it a llama that was like it had like two Oh, heads. i haven't
1: seen the original oh I'm not a Doolittle fan.
0: Oh. Because uh, you don't like animals. Doolittles.
1: I love fucking animals. I just The don't.
0: Eddie Murphy one was great. He I, Was it he Chris Rock? I think Chris Rock was the guinea pig. Oh, oh so I great. I it. Yeah.
1: He was in, so Robert Downey Jr. was in that movie with, um, Val Kilmer. Yes. Darren's always talking about, because it's yes. like his favorite.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm blanking on the name. Um. Are you, I'm assuming you're
1: looking it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up. That's what my phone is for. <laughs> You remember a time when we didn't
0: have the ability it's to get everything bang bang. up?
1: Yes, which I still haven't seen. That's one of—I
0: think that was one of Kenan's favorite movies too. I feel like he—I think he lent me the DVD. Actually, oh really? You wow, know what? I might still have. Interesting.
1: It. So what does that say about those two?
0: <laughs> that they're meant for each other. What does it say? They should hang out. That's what it <laughs> says.
1: So the high school—I was like, is that Sunnydale? <laughs> it's not. I looked it It does it up. look very funny. I didn't not. even think about they that. They were too... Com- that was a college they were on, and Sunnydale was an actual high school. But they just... It's the Spanish tile. And, yeah. like, the... Kind of the walkway and the yard all looked the same. Um. Did you have a high school friend group that was co-ed that you stayed connected with that might have been a little bit incestuous? Like, everybody was fucking everybody?
0: Not... No. I mean... I sort of, like, spanned different groups. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have kind of my own concrete friend group. Mm-hmm. So because of mm-hmm. that, I would say there was probably some hooking up. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. funny. The The most, I hate to call it incestuous, but I feel like the most incestuous friend groups from my high school where I grew up were all of my uh, band friends and my Jewish friends because they had stuff going on outside of school together. Okay. So, so they like, knew each other. all the band geeks hung out together all the time because they were in band at school yes. and then you know they would go on the and our band didn't just go to the football games like they actually they went to Macy's yeah. and um, yeah. the parade and they were all over the place so I feel like there was a lot of hooking up and yeah we're all friends but oh we're also gonna hook up here and then a lot of my Jewish friends were still going to um like the JCCA and they had different groups outside of school too so there was always like yeah yeah we're friends we've been friends we've known each other forever also those two fucked up fucked and uh, also we're gonna go fuck and okay. that kind of stuff going on but I didn't none of my like nothing that I was part of it was always kind of I'm tertiary in there
1: gotcha um I remember when we were graduating, I had a couple of friends who had boyfriends who were juniors, and I was like, you need to break up with your boyfriend. Did they assume they would be together forever? Um, I think there was definitely, these were, these were couples who were, that were really tight, but I was like, look, man, we're gonna move on to college, like, you're not, it's just best if you break it off, and they took my advice, me, who had never been in any kind of a relationship completely? They totally listened to me, and honestly, because they wanted to. They're both hear that. happily married now yeah. to other people, and like, I, I definitely don't think those relationships would have lasted, but part of me still feels kind of guilty. But I, I didn't. I don't know anybody, and granted, I don't know everybody from
0: my high school. Dude, graduation day, I sat next to somebody I did you not recognize wow. at all. So I clearly did not know everybody from my high school. It was a
1: big school, though. Like, was, how many were in your graduating class, right?
0: Oh, yeah. There were hundreds. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there were definitely hundreds. Um, I still have no idea who that person was. (laughs) But I don't know of anyone who stayed together from high school and ended up getting married. I do know of at least two different couples who were together, or at least were friends in high school, and then years and years later reconnected and ended up getting married. Yeah, I so know I think a that's others, something. Too. I think that's something that needs to be said to kids who are thinking that they're still going to stay together throughout mm-hmm. college. It's probably not going to happen, and it's okay to say that it's probably not going to happen and break it off. And honestly, that doesn't mean that it won't happen again right. too. If, if it's you, meant to be, it's meant to be. Exactly. You could reconnect later.
1: It's. A, it, I, I'm gonna make a dumb comparison here, but it's sort of like work, you know. You might work in a particular industry and you're like, I don't know if this is me. Maybe the grass is greener. And so you just check out other things, try other stuff. And maybe you come back to that industry, you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you come back to, to a different company that you had left. But, yeah, I definitely know a couple of people who, they weren't necessarily, no, no, yeah, somebody in my class. Like, I just went to her wedding a couple of years ago that she ended up marrying a guy who was like a year or two younger than us. And they, um, we all grew up in the same town and, mm-hmm. yeah, they found each other later on in life and now they're married and happy and I think there's something to be said for that like there's a lot of com- commonality right with the people that you went to school with if you grow up in the same place and you all the same people similar backgrounds there's I think there's a lot to be said for that so
0: and um, who's to say maybe Clay will come home 10 years later when he's I assume a stockbroker yeah and uh he'll find that Blair cleaned up her act, and it's obviously a washed-up model because now we're in the '90s, and she's not heroin. Now chic. she's even more desperate. Or maybe she is heroin. chic. I don't know where she's. But let- I still can't believe that she she took that cocaine from someone else and, and poured it down right the it. drain. Yeah, that was not yours to do that with. Who cares? That was not that was
1: not cool. That was not cool. I understand you're trying to make a point here, but that didn't belong to you, bitch. <laughs> I I like that she kind of has that moment, though. It was nice to see that from her. That kind of... But she could have to... had
0: the same moment of just giving it back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, well, she didn't have to be a dick about moment, it. That it moment was kind of tertiary, I thought, too. the moment where she's at the party, Clay has left, and she's with her friends, mm-hmm. friends in quotes, friends, because are they really her friends, and they're standing around, and they're like this party just isn't as fun as it was last year and she's just like feels kind of the same to me and then one of them gets a nosebleed and she's just kind of looking around and having this moment of realization rusty pipes looking around and realizing the fuck am i doing like she wakes up you know
0: i love to the the scene in the car where he again stops in the middle of the fucking road (laughs) because supposedly there was a coyote which i didn't see but anyway
1: yeah i saw the coyote
0: i Clearly must, not paying attention. I assumed Jesus, it ran across Lord the road.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> an imagine. animal was there. I saw the animal.
0: Well, apparently they didn't hit him. So that's a good thing.
1: Thank goodness.
0: But still, stops in the middle of the damn road. But I do, I do really, or I did really like that argument conversation mm-hmm. yeah. that they had. And then the fact that it doesn't, it, nothing's resolved. He just gets back in the car yeah. to leave. Opens the door. And she gets back in the car to leave. That I was very, very real. Yeah.
1: That was very real. Because um, I have lived that moment many times. Um, and and at one point I didn't get back in the car and I hitchhiked home, and that was the story for another day. Um, <laughs> you were probably at home though, not like in LA. No, I was in Columbia, Missouri, and I. Oh, everybody I, hitchhikes in Columbia. I, <laughs> it's true. Vicky did all the time.
0: Oh well, I feel a lot safer now. <laughs> I don't know. She told me it was safe. She told me it was safe because the guy. The, the one time she told me about it, she said, "No, no, it was totally safe. He was black." <laughs> and I was like, okay, what does that mean? And she's like, no, rapists and serial killers are oh, all white. She's actually I'm not, got a good point. Like, I'm not there. scared of this. This guy yeah. was just, it was 2 o'clock in the morning, and he was being a nice guy. <laughs> right, right. Um, but still, she did it all the time. And I think a lot of people did, because it's a college town.
1: Did you go to any parties, either high school parties or or parties with your, your high school peeps after college started? Like, so you were and you were in school? Because I... No. These parties were way different than my experience with parties. Weird.
0: (laughs) You didn't have TVs between your legs?
1: No, no. No no TVs, no Coke. But I do remember going to some parties with high school kids that I knew, like, after college. And there were some kids in my class, too, so Mm. it was kind of a mix. Um, I pretty well cut ties with everybody from high school once they all went to
0: Mizzou, pretty
1: much. This was definitely, like... I'm home for the holidays. Let's go get fucked up. Somebody's having a house party. Okay, we're gonna go. And this was the point, too, where people had left home and they had bought... Like, it was always some shitty farmhouse in the middle of the field somewhere Mm -hmm. and everybody would come and hang out and there was no furniture and that kind of shit. Um, At this one time, we were in town and it was this guy that I knew was having people over and he was dating this... They had graduated the same year that I didn't. I think it was her place and I think he was just crashing there. And... I remember we're all sitting around, like, drinking and, and being loud, and she came out, and she was like, everybody needs to quiet down. I need to go to work tomorrow. And I remember, like, party pooper. And now I'm like, we were being assholes. We were being such yeah, assholes. Yeah, I've
0: heard some of your party stories, and you guys were fucking dicks. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. there something about, there was, like, somebody's textbook that you mopped up, spilled, uh, so, spilled yeah, drink with?
1: But I didn't do that. Somebody else did But that. you
0: still laughed about it, right? Well, yeah,
1: I laughed. It was funny. It's not funny.
0: That's your terrible person. <laughs> I'm not as bad as these fuckers.
1: Um, The only other thing I think that I had written down here that I was wondering was, do you have, I'm watching Andrew McCarthy and all I could think about was D.B. Sweeney while I was watching him last night. Do you think they look alike? I do think they look a little bit alike. I think D.B. Sweeney's more attractive personally. Thank you. Yes, I agree.
0: Um, But yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. The- especially in with your brain, especially, <laughs> who just confuses everybody all the time.
1: You know, I do think this is my favorite Andrew McCarthy movie. I cannot... You didn't like... Was it Mannequin? Wasn't that him? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay, fair. Yeah, I like he, Mannequin. And you know what? He kind of... That movie's a comedy, though. So yes. it's just a whole different ballgame. And I haven't seen it in so many years. I did really like it at the time. Mm-hmm. But I can't... So I can't say that it's my favorite. Because I think I prefer this movie to Mannequin. That's fair. Um, but maybe his performance in Mannequin I prefer... I, I was never a
0: fan of Pretty in Pink, I can tell you that. I
1: hate him in Pretty in Pink. I hate him in St. Elmo's Fire. He's the worst part of St. Elmo's Fire. I just want to punch him in the face the entire time.
0: I am not going to say that he's a good part of St. Elmo's Fire because he's not. But if we're talking about movies he's been in, you like that one better I, than I am Okay. Yeah.
1: It's been it, years since I've seen it. If granted, we're just but talking still, about I if we're just it. talking about movies, he's in The
0: Joy Luck Club is he yeah fuck, you know what that's one too that i haven't seen in so long and i need to. It's a good fucking show i was thinking about that <laughs> it's a good show <laughs> you're like this 80 year old woman um yeah I, I haven't seen it
1: fuck, oh, since we rented it after it came out He's and in what oranges. was that early 90s he directed some oranges the new black he also directed some blacklist episodes with his old pal james spader I'm james spader another some- another comment in terms of him just being an evil son of a bitch, mm-hmm. I really, really liked him in Wolf. He was the bad guy in Wolf. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, All yeah. I remember
0: about Wolf was, nah, I don't like it. He's the bad <laughs> werewolf in Wolf. I didn't even know that we're good and bad werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf.
1: Yeah, Jack Nicholson is the good werewolf. And James is the bad werewolf.
0: Yeah, that didn't even register okay. for me.
1: I, he's been in Good Girls? Oh, I guess I have seen him in Good Girls. Ah, okay.
0: And, of course, Weekend at Bernie's.
1: I haven't seen Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, you haven't? No.
0: I don't love it. I'll be honest. Yeah.
1: It's has um, been a bunch But it is a shit. classic. Like, it's, you know. A bunch of shit.
0: I can't imagine it holds TV, up TV, well.
1: and he's, he's definitely still, like. He's working. A working actor, yeah. yeah. Good for him. This cat is snoring. I can, can Which hear one? Him breathing? It's Garfield. He's mm-hmm. inside of his little house. Snoring. He's, like, breathing heavily. My sweet
0: boy. So, what about James Spader? what What would be your favorite James Spader?
1: I want to say Pretty and Pink. Oh, it's tough. I really liked him and Wolf. Um, <laughs> but like your favorite? My favorite oh, really? Boston Legal, maybe. Oh, I fucking love him in Boston Legal. <laughs> Uh, Robert California in The Office. <laughs> That's the other thing I was thinking, too. <laughs> yeah. he's some, He's There's something real special about that guy. The way he looks, the way he sounds. And I think both of those roles bring them out mm-hmm. better than any other. Yeah. And,
0: again, I do think, I know you haven't seen The Avengers. Um, Secretary. He was a great. He, Secretary, yes. <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. Um, yeah, he was a great villain in that. And because he's, like, his character is CGI, so all you have is his voice. And he just has such an amazing voice. Um, but there is, the the special sauce that he has is 100% Boston Legal and, and Robert California. No, I've changed my <laughs> mind. Scratch,
1: remove everything I just said about James Spader. It's Stargate.
0: No. <laughs> I love Stargate. I'm not, I've actually not it's
1: seen it. It's so, what? Yeah. What
0: the? I know what i just never cared oh my god it's going on the list you haven't seen stargate no i think i've probably seen some of it over the years
1: and by over the years i mean like many years past this might be a good one to do with my sister because she really likes stargate and this is one we've definitely she and i have talked about a lot she said brendan who is her like 20 year old son was like Mom, you should watch Stargate. You would really like it. And she's like, "What the fuck, man? Like, I'm. What do are you, you th- talking? Who do you think I am?" <laughs> um, so yeah, I can't believe you haven't seen that. Yeah, I, no, can't, you, like I said, You never cared. You have been holding out on. You've me. never brought it up.
0: Well, like, I don't I figured know. I can't. You would have seen it. Anticipate these things. Oh my god! I figured you would have seen Ladybugs, <laughs> the <laughs> right. Rodney Dangerfield classic. I've
1: never. Where he seen, finally gets a wee bit of respect. I've never seen. Any Ronnie Dangerfield, anything? Wow, I'm not. I don't understand. I mean, <laughs> so I don't even say you don't understand him. There's I don't understand, I understand him. I don't. He un- doesn't get any respect. So what? That's it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. Is that like the Tim? Oh fuck! What's his face? The guy from Home Improvement? The, Tim oh, Allen. Oh, oh, oh. Is it the same kind of thing? It's I mean, like, that is kind of his catchphrase. Yeah. What? Oh, oh. And the jury Seinfeld like, what's the deal with? My? Yeah, same kind of deal. It's you know. Okay, well, okay. Final thoughts on lesson zero. Like, did you at least like appreciate it, or were you just like, ma?
0: No, yeah, I, I definitely did. I think again, like I said, I was left wanting it to be a little bit different. Yeah, like in, a less in shitty ways. ending, like the ending, like Andrew <laughs> McCarthy. So some big things. Wanting them to be younger. <laughs> wanting to see the grit that they apparently left on the cutting room floor, um, but. I did still appreciate what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think, honestly, like, I was disgusted. And not disgusted by, not disgusted by the <laughs> drug addiction or the way that they handled that. I was disgusted just by the opulence that these children were brought up yeah. in and what I believe it turned them into. And, and it, all of them. You know, the kids at the party who are just, mm-hmm. like I said, the bitch who her nose is bleeding and she's like, oh, rusty pipes. Ew. It's gross. She's fucking eighteen, nineteen years old, and she's already that far gone. That's gross, um, and I do believe part of it is from their lifestyle. And yeah, that leaves me feeling gross. Yeah, but I, I but think it was a true exactly a true, yes, part true, of our right. history, right? And it was well, it's not part of my history. No, well, yeah, but, but
1: the history of this country, the history of yeah, sure
0: you know. L. A. Um, but yeah, it was it was done well overall. I think it was just a I would say. A bit of a sanitized and a bit of I think part of the it's not even just sanitized. Part of it is just that it's '80s, mm-hmm. and I think anything from the '80s. So again, I would love for them to remake this movie and base it in 1987 still, and yeah. see what they did with it now because filmmaking of that time was different as well. Um, and I do think you know I was talking about Jamie Gertz overacting at times and being you know in, in different areas of the the movie are way too melodramatic and things like that. And I think part of that is just kind of par for the course of the time too that the acting style has changed since then as well for many people not for robert downey jr <laughs> he's still not amazing. for james spader either yeah, i think, I think those are two really i think great. that's how you can tell the difference between people who portray people yeah. and people who act
1: the the yes it's the long way it's the longevity and they're mm-hmm. they're still doing it for a reason because yeah. they're really good at it yeah so fuck Mary kill uh-oh Julian uh-huh. rip or clay.
0: okay, I'm gonna kill Clay.
1: yeah, of course. easy. <sighs> it's tough because one's no it's an actually asshole, not tough. drug dealer and the other is a prostituting drug addict. And I mean I mean Julian pre-death,
0: right? Thank you for taking that out of the mm-hmm. equation because I was gonna say I'd fuck Julian, but I wouldn't want to fuck his corpse so. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Um, I think I would kill Clay, fuck Julian, marry Rip. He's an entrepreneur. It's, so I think. He's really I, got this, he's got a thing going. He has a lot of confidence. Um, <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got it all. So has material.
1: I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna marry Clay and kill Rip and fuck Julian because. Hold on, wait. Did you say Mary Clay? Yeah, because I know that I'm, I know that he'll just be like really boring and whatever, but it's kind of like what you said about Jerry Seinfeld. Y- you could run ramshot over him, I feel. Sure. So I'm just going to just take control of the money and live a happy life. Or you
0: could marry Tripp, probably have more money because how long is it going to take before Clay makes anything being a stockbroker? You have more money from Tripp and then you divorce him and also release his secret so he ends up in prison and you get everything.
1: You just called him Trip.
0: Oh, you knew what I meant. Trip, Rip, whatever the fuck Trip their names Fontaine are.
1: Trip Fontaine from The Virgin Suicide. They're all
0: the same stupid fucking rich kid <laughs> names. Julian and Rip or and Trip Claire. or Clay
1: or Claire or whatever the fuck they are. So, 1987, Robert Downey Jr., James Spader, Andrew McCarthy. Fuck, marry, kill.
0: I'm always going to marry our DJ. Okay. Always. Even, even through all of his difficulties. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily be there for him through everything, but I would come back to him. Gotcha. Um, and I I would fuck James Spader. Mm-hmm.
1: And you would kill Andrew <laughs> McCarthy. Kill, Which so is I, so mean.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate him. I really don't. I just don't think he's the best actor, and I don't find him as attractive. As the others. As the others. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm going to fuck Robbie Downey Jr., Andrew McCarthy, and marry James Spader, because I just love him so much.
0: No, I think that's totally fair. I I can see that being a difficult choice. He just and seems
1: like a really smarmy guy, but I I've been in real life. He's really nice. <laughs> smarmy, <laughs> but he's high class smarm. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of smarm you want. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else about less than zero? Um, I
0: was, no, I'm good. It was less than zero.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Strongly recommend everybody else watches it.
0: Everybody, please learn how to do CPR. Yeah. Just learn in case. how to take
1: care of your friends who have a drug problem.
0: And. In today's drug climate, in addition to learning CPR, you should also walk around with some Narcan. Just saying. Just putting that out there. Hot tips. American
1: youth. Get you some Narcan. Get you a COVID vaccine and some Narcan. Hot tip. (laughs) Vaccine goes in your arm. Narcan goes up your nose. Be safe, kids. The Movie Virgins. Hey, people. This is Leah. Happy 2021. I did a little research, and turns out that Clay's mom was not stopping Blair's dad. That was just a different actress. It's just all the white people in this movie look the fucking same. Um, thank you for listening. This is episode 49, so episode 50's coming, and we're doing something special and fun for that one. Uh, but our movie is Bridesmaids, which is... Well, you'll find out, but it's we love it. Both of us are obsessed with this movie. We love it. It's one of our favorites, and we're really, really excited to talk about it. We've actually already talked about it, it was quite a bit of fun. Um, so, wherever you're listening, if you would please rate us, subscribe, and on Apple Podcasts, review us. We'd love it if you would uh, rate and uh, review on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at Movie Virgins Pod and we hope that the beginning of your year is is going as good as it can be Uh, we love you all be safe wear a mask and we'll see you next time one last thing the music in this episode was written and performed by our queen melissa powers